In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Carjoman! everyone and welcome to episode 253 of the Car Joe Mez podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... That's right, the Admiral of Awesomeness, the Emperor of Entertainment, and the Herald of Hot Boys. I am Joe of the Car Joe Mez podcast. Yes you are, Joseph. What is up? Gomez, what a week it has been coming off what was probably the wildest episode we've ever done crazy so tons of guests like unbelievable the feedback has been just like jim truly outrageous truly (laughs) truly truly outrageous yes yes thank you guys for uh listening Uh, great episode been a crazy week uh joseph our Milwaukee Bucks are the NBA champions. We have suffered for so long watching this team. Just stupid shit after stupid shit. But it's done with. We're the champions, baby. Woo! Is there anything better than being the best? I don't think so. Oh, my God. We have had, what is it now, three long years of Milwaukee Bucks fandom? It's been a roller coaster, bro. Oh, the ups and the downs, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And here we are after defeating the Phoenix Suns in six games, losing the first two, coming back to win the next four. What a time to be alive. My goodness. We we deserve this. I mean, if anyone deserves this, it's us. God damn it. Quite frankly, it's the truth. I mean, my hometown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs. That's right. My hometown, Tampa Bay Lightning, back-to-back Stanley Cup heavyweight champions of the world. Crazy. And, and now my not hometown, but my A number one team, the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that we adopted on this very podcast just a couple of years ago. And we've been following them as close as you can possibly be without being in the locker room. I mean, my goodness. Sometimes I've followed them more than the teams I grew up rooting for. This was just hands on deck. We watched our boy Giannis Antetokounmpo grow up. He was just such a, a young boy. Now he's yeah. a man. Just a dime in his pocket and a dream in his heart when he came over to America and tried all those American foods on Twitter. When, when, when we embraced him into our culture and into our lives and into our families. And as my man Dom Toretto always says, there's nothing more important than family. 
Did you see uh, Giannis went to Chick-fil-A? The first thing he did this morning, he woke up, took his two trophies with him to the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and ordered a 50-piece McNugget is what he called it. <laughs> a 50-piece, you say? Yes, he's he's a big boy. He's a man now. I, I guess I have some competition for the YouTube, which brings us to the next point. Remember to follow us on all social media, Twitter and Instagram at Jomez. Check out my YouTube account where I eat a bunch of things and play with some vintage He-Man toys at YouTube.com slash Jomez. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Jomez. We're talking about basketball real fast. Let's talk about the the important thing about basketball. Space Jam, a new legacy, Joe. Woo! It's it's what we've been waiting for for 25 years. Coming off what is probably the most the biggest masterpiece of cinematic achievement in history in 1996. The follow-up to the original Space Jam, Space Jam a new legacy and Gomez. This time you got to share it with your little girl. So, you know, I love me some LeBron. I love me some Looney Tunes. Who doesn't? So I've, I've been excited for Space Jam. I mean, they've been talking about this movie for six, seven years. They're like, oh, we're going to make Space Jam. Just you wait. Finally, the day came. It's available on HBO Max. Oh, baby, I can't wait. I'm setting my day up. I'm like, oh, if I do this now, I could do that. And then I could have time for that. Woo! And then all of a sudden... In the kitchen, I hear, oh, can I see this movie? And I said, what? She said, I, I want to go see Space Jam. I said, oh, Lord, of course. It was a proud daddy moment. I want to see LeBron, she said. What? This is the first time, the first time I have ever heard you be a proud daddy. Bro, she's a pain in the ass most of the time. This, <laughs> this was cute. It was real cute. Except when I said, so let's go to the movies right now. She said, I'm not in the mood. And then the next day I said, let's go to the movies. Let's go see it. I'm not in the mood. Let's watch it at home, HBO. No, I wanted to go to the movies. So for four days I had to fight her to be like, can I just go see this movie, please? I've been waiting to see this movie. I'm happy you want to see it with me. But I just want to go see this movie, Shiloh. So we going tomorrow. Whether you come or not, daddy is going to the movies. That's it. Thankfully, she gave in, and we actually went to the movies. She sat through it, and she loved it. After the movie, she asked, can I learn more about LeBron James? What? Daddy of the year right here. Woo! I'm I'm happy you finally decided to take that title over from Chris Benoit. He's had a stranglehold on it for the past couple years. I was happy to take it back. He's been hanging out just waiting for someone to challenge the throne, I guess. Oh, man. I was very surprised she wanted to see this movie because, let's see, her Looney Tunes, I mean, I guess, right? I think there's a, a Looney Tune baby show, maybe, I'm thinking of, on one of these channels that she's seen some episodes of. I mean, that's about it. I mean, she's not really... I mean, kids, kids, do they watch Bugs Bunny? Is that like a thing? Like, when they announced Space Jam was coming out, who was this movie for? Because I know kids like LeBron James, but do they like Bugs Bunny? I don't know. And that was my question, too, was if kids were going to be interested in seeing this movie. I know I was interested in seeing this movie. Like I said, it's been 25 years. Yeah. 
We grew up with it. That's what I mean. When people talk about Flintstones and Jetsons, these fucking kids have no idea which, who watches the Flintstones nowadays. Unless you actively go out of your way to show your kid this, there's no way these kids are watching fucking Jetsons. So, like, what would be the comparison for now, like kids nowadays, like whereas Flintstone and Flint, Flintstones and Jetsons were like the older cartoons when we were kids. Like, what would that be? Would that be SpongeBob now? Have we gotten I, to I the was, point I where SpongeBob say, it's is probably SpongeBob because that's been on that's like ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah. So it's you know it's twenty. It's been a long time as SpongeBob. Because I want to say the the Flintstones were probably what like sixty six, sixty seven. All those things were like from the fifties and sixties. The Hanna Barbera shit yeah. that we watched, you know. So that would have been you know by the mid eighties. You're talking twenty years there. And now 20 years now only brings us back to 2001. Yeah. So I guess it's like uh, some like Cartoon Network show that we probably don't even like even know about that wasn't on our radar because we think about that. You've got you've got 20 year old kids in this world now who've never seen WCW while it existed. That's so sad. Oh. They don't know about Positively Canyon. And they don't know about Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And that that makes me sad that they missed out on such goodness. Isn't uh, Canyon, is he getting one of those dark sides or biography or something? Is he getting one of those things? I, I don't think so. I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone there. I thought, I thought I saw something about it. I could I could be. Wrong. I mean, maybe it's it's highly possible because I, I just... was surprised when you say that. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of meat. On, I I'm like, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect it. I mean, I guess they could do something because uh, you know he came out as gay, so maybe they they want to do something like that. Maybe talk about his story there. Yeah, I I, I mean, I suppose like there's a story there, but if he's not around to be the to one tell to tell this yeah, story, I get it. How how many people can really give you that level of detail? Like, I'm, I'm sure there are. I'm sure more people yeah. than you can even imagine knew that he was gay. Sure. But like to really be the one to tell you about the way he struggled with it or yes. what it meant for him to come out. Like I I don't know that that story is really out there to tell without him being here. I get that. Totally. Totally get that. Um. Back to Space Jam. So, when they have these cameos in this movie, which I think is uh, probably a, a high point for people watching this, I'm watching it and going, "But who are these cameos for, too?" Well, that's. I, mean- <laughs> I was gonna say when you say a high point for people watching it, I think you mean people in our age group, our age I mean, bracket, our it. demographic. I mean, it's it's got to be just for us, right? The because cameos like, are for us. Hundred percent. The movie with our kids, right? It has to be. Absolutely, because I mean, you're talking the Flintstones. The Jetsons, like you said, your daughter who is six now, if I if I am correct on that, she Uncle is. of the Year. Yes, she is. Um, she has no idea who those people are. No, uh, and I, basketball I, is very minimum. We've played basketball a little in the pool. We played the video game once or twice. WNBA. Uh, that's it. So even her basketball knowledge is very minimum. So. Yeah. So I mean, the one I popped biggest for, I think, just because I wasn't expecting it was seeing Stanley Ipkiss, the mask mm-hmm. like just right. kind of chilling on the sideline. And every time they would 
like zoom in on on the evil Don Cheadle coaching from the sidelines, there would be different people stationed behind him. So it was different cameos every time they would cut back to him, which was cool. It's it's definitely the fun part of it being on HBO Max. You get to to pause and try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot. There's uh, the Animaniacs were there. Uh, I oh, I didn't the, notice the Animaniacs. Yes, they they were quick, and it's cool to see them because everybody is in like uh, 3D, like CGI, mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. not hand drawn. So it's like interesting to see to see these characters. Like you know, you see Bam Bam, you see him in this big uh, his big ass head is all round and shit. It's interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. So you gotta pause that movie, baby. Get through it when they're first like uh, when everyone's running through. When he first uh, starts the basketball game, that's I think you can see a lot of uh, good people when you do slow mo over there. That's very cool. I will have to go back and do a rewatch and take my time with that scene. As for the movie itself, I mean, you know, it's all right. It's LeBron gets sucked into basically HBO Max and uh, has to save himself, the world, all that good stuff. You know, Look, I, kind of stuff. The whole thing is LeBron had to learn how to be a good dad. I would say, I, I'm surprised they made him so rough. I was like, damn, LeBron, you coming off like a real asshole. In this yeah, movie, right? That was, <laughs> I, was like, I, I, was, I was shocked that, they, that, that LeBron allowed them to write the story in such a way where you're like, wow, LeBron James is a real piece of shit as a dad. Leave that fucking kid alone, bro. Let, Let him play, play his, his fucking, fucking video game. games, bro. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck? And all these kids got to fucking play basketball? Get over it, bro. Stop it. My goodness. So, yeah, I was I was shocked. I was like, damn, I mean, I, I get he's going to learn and, and, and grow, but all right, LeBron. Speaking of rough, I mean, we got something out of that movie. And I think enough time has passed. We could talk about this. It's been out a week now by the time you guys hear this episode. So if you really wanted to see it, you would have seen it already. And if you haven't, uh, skip ahead a couple minutes because we got to talk about this fucking dramatic scene at the end that I I don't think anyone saw coming. Hell no. We're talking about uh, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is the hero of the movie and the game. There is this glitch that happens, and uh, Bugs Bunny says, so what? I'm going to do it. We got to save the world. Does this glitch sacrifices himself, Joseph? Bugs Bunny. He fucking dies. Dies on the fucking basketball court. Bugs Bunny fucking dies. Bugs Bunny is on the floor. His hand is being held by Lola Bunny. Everyone is around him. Looking sad, reminiscent of Toy Story 3, where they're all going into the fiery this is pit un- to meet their fucking death. real. <laughs> I was like, we're doing this? I was like, holy I, shit. I can't believe we crossed that line. Bunny of all things. Like, what? And he dies. Everyone's crying. He disappears. It reminded me of Princess and the Frog. He, when that lightning bug dies, he goes up into the sky and turns into a light. That's what happened to Bugs Bunny. It's crazy. <laughs> Yes, he he just he just becomes dust and takes off and he's just spread through the universe like what the bugs fucking and then the movie just like pivots it's like oh it's set and then it's just hey you know it's back to the (laughs) yo and then LeBron's like well thanks for saving my kid but it's time to get back to the real world so deuces thanks for the help guys Uh, see it's uh, crazy I mean you know Bugs Bunny does come back at the end because he's Bugs Bunny. But for a minute, we are led to believe 
that this this man that we this man this creature that this we man, loved this man Bugs Bunny. <laughs> what has it been like? Seventy five years, a hundred years? We've been watching this fucking guy. Oh my god, what a fucking movie! I gotta tell you, I I fucking loved it. I to me, the movie was everything it should have been. It was light. It was irreverent. Uh, it gave me my it like it, it was just it was a Space Jam movie, and that's all I wanted from this movie. So I got exactly what I wanted. Hundred percent. I think this movie gives you what you think Space Jam Two was gonna be. I, it's exactly what you think it's gonna be. It's like cameos, and the thing is things to show. And the thing up, is, like things. all these critics are out there, and a lot of people on Twitter and social media like shitting on it. Like, what the fuck did you think you were gonna get? Like, no, no, no you know, like. Like what the was this supposed to be Casablanca? Did I miss the memo? No, it's it's ridiculous. People too hard on movies like this. Not every movie is meant for you, whether you want to watch it or not. You know, it's a target demographic, and I can't see any kid not liking this movie because it's chock full of fun shit. Especially there might be things we don't even pick up on because we ain't hip, we ain't down with the kids. There might be uh, no. extra funny shit on there. So please, this movie is is fine. Like we said, you know what it is. Hey, Space Jam and HBO Max. Wow, I guess we're gonna see a lot of characters and some basketball. Yep, that's it. Yo, and the fact that they gave us all these cameos just enhanced the experience for me. So it was it was fine. Like I I can't understand hating the movie. I can understand you not loving it. But to be like, oh my god, this sucks. This is the worst movie ever. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Trust me, we we reviewed way worse movies on this fucking show. Yeah, remember Sausage Party? <laughs> oh man, you know I don't remember Sausage Party. Honestly, that's you're better for it. Like I I I know the gist of it. The, oh, we need to get picked. Oh, and then don't get picked. It's bad. And then they fuck. That's all I remember. About That's all it was was food items who fuck. <laughs> That's it. Which normally I'm good with because if there's one thing, if there's one thing you guys know about me, it's that I am the pharaoh of fuck season, and we're right in the middle of it oh, right now. Yes. It's hot, hot boy summertime. But yo, sausage party, fucking my, that is one of the worst movies, legitimately ever. I agree. I I honestly, I'm trying to think. Do I know anyone that likes this movie? Even like remote, like uh, secondhand, like a friend on the internet that I've just, I follow on Twitter. Like, I don't even think I've ever seen anyone like that say, yo, you know, it's a good movie, Sausage Party. No, no, no one. And if they did, they're they're not worth being on the internet. I, I probably unfollowed we'll all those, them. I probably unfollowed exactly. all those people, right? Yeah. Fuck that. Hey, Joe, uh, you want me to hit some music for this movie? I yeah. was just about to say it. Let's do it. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Alright, Joseph, what do you give Space Jam a new legacy on your main man standings? Yo, like I said, it was everything it should have been. This is not meant to be Citizen Kane. 
It's fucking Space Jam. It's LeBron James playing basketball with goddamn Bugs Bunny dying on a basketball court like he's fucking Hank Gathers. Like, fucking, it's good. Like, is it five stars? No, but it is a triple main man. Yeah, it's about that. It's two and a half, three, whatever you want to go with. I'll go two and a half today, but maybe tomorrow I'll go three when I watch it again and, and see those Herculoid cameo in the background. Uh, you know, it's fine. You get what you want when you see Space Jam 2. That's what's up. Uh, I've been to the movies a few times, uh, in the past month. One of the trailers I see all the time is Snake Eyes, uh, G.I. Joe. I've never been a G.I. Joe guy, and the movies have never been particularly good. So I see this trailer, and I'm like, uh, I mean, I, I guess I'll see it eventually, but, uh, I know you kinda are a G.I. Joe guy, I'm actually a big G.I. Joe guy. Are you excited for this? Like, Snake Eyes is everyone's shit, right? Well, not mine. No? Okay. So here's my thing. With G.I. Joe and the legacy of G.I. Joe is, while the cartoon was very popular, it also had a very, very popular, very long-running comic book series uh, by Marvel back in the 80s. And a lot of the mythos of G.I. Joe is based around the comic book series. So the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow relationship is always been like the primary focus of any kind of G.I. Joe thing. And neither one of them have ever been amongst my favorite characters. So getting a Snake Eyes movie is like, guys, can we fucking get away from this shit, please? Every time there's a new toy line, the first characters out are Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Every time there's some kind of special edition statue sculpture thing, it's always Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. I'm fucking sick of it. Give me something that's cartoon. Because I grew up on the cartoons. So I know I'm not speaking for everyone, but I think I am speaking for a lot of people who became G.I. Joe fans because of A Real American Hero, the animated series. Yes. And, like, I want to see Duke. I want to see Cobra Commander, Flint, Lady J, Scarlet, Shipwreck. I want to see guys like that. Fucking Snowjob, Alpine, like, the Crimson Twins, Zartan and the Dreadnoughts. Like, show me stuff that kind of kicks back to the cartoon because I really don't give a fuck about Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Is I mean, is this a good time for a G.I. Joe movie to come out? Because I don't know. I haven't followed G.I. Joe in a long, long time. So I don't know. Like, are the toys hot? Is there like a show? Like, what's going on? Everything feels hot right now, doesn't it? Like, this is like the great comeback of the 80s. You know, it follows the 30-year rule. The 30-year rule is this idea for collectors that, like, you know, 30 years past something is when the people who grew up on it now have disposable income and now want to start collecting it back. Um, And now we're talking about G.I. Joe. I mean, probably earlier 80s. But, I mean, we're more closer to 40 years now. Uh, G.I. Joe actually been around forever and ever and ever. But, like, the G.I. Joe, a real American hero yes. that we know. The main. Uh, yeah. We're probably closer to 40 yeah. years at this point. But we've been getting new figures from Hasbro for over a year now. Uh, 
classified figures, six-inch classified figures, like uh, almost like WWE Elite-style figures, and a series of retro three-and-three-quarter-inch figures that both are almost (laughs) impossible to find in stores. I have yet to see... I've seen one retro figure at retail and a vehicle, but outside of that, I haven't been able to find anything at retail. I'll look now. Whenever you say that, I always got to look. I've had to get everything online, and thankfully I've been kind of lucky to this point to get the stuff that I want. But even then, I'm, I haven't been thrilled with those figures. But now Super 7 just announced last week that they're going to be doing a series of ultimate G.I. Joe figures that are cartoon accurate. Oh, and man. this is the kind of stuff that I feel like this is what I've wanted. So they just announced the first wave, which is going to be Duke, Cobra Commander, uh... Who else was it? I think Scarlet and Bat, which is the uh, battle android ro- uh, robot from the Cobra side, which is really right. cool. That's cool. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Scarlet. It's Snake Eyes. Of course it's Snake Eyes. You got to have Snake Eyes. <laughs> <Duh. apparently. laughs> uh, uh, with G.I. Joe's, is that something you get like all the guys or you just get some guys? What do you do with that? One? So with the classified figures, I was only getting certain ones like guys that I'm a mark for, which is really just the villains. Okay. So I have like three different Cobra commanders, uh, the two Destros. I've really been waiting on Tomax and Zaymot, which were the Crimson Twins. And those were two that I really wanted, haven't come out yet. Uh, I don't have any of the the heroes, the Joes. Uh, with the retro figures, I've been buying them all because those are the kinds of figures I grew up with. So I have that nostalgic attachment to them where I'm like, ooh, I would open these up and get some kind of display and make it look pretty. That's kind of what I want, but now with these other figures coming out from Super 7 that are going to be cartoon accurate, now I'm like, these are the ones, like, I'm ready to abandon Hasbro as a whole because of this shit. Get rid of all the other shit and just, boom, this is what you got. Because even the last Hasbro reveals that they had were all just movie figures, classified figures from the Snake Eyes movie that I don't give a shit about, and then retro figures... I, I, none, no retro figures at all. It was just right. I think it was just like Snake Eyes movie tie-in shit, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about that. I haven't even seen this movie. I'm not gonna, know. you know, like invest myself in it. Like I want what I know. I agree. I, they do that a lot. They assume you're just gonna run, but it's like I, I want to see if it's good first before I start buying the shit. Like, come on. Yeah, like you know, and. Like, apparently there is a new cartoon coming out because there's a new cartoon coming out about everything. Uh, apparently there's a new Silverhawks cartoon coming out to support Woo! to support the Silverhawks figures that are being released by Super 7. Super 7 is killing the game with these ultimate figures that they're doing. They are fucking incredible. But here's the problem with Super 7. As much as I love them, and I do, they make absolutely top-notch products. But the fact of the matter is you have to pre-order everything and you're looking at a minimum, minimum of a year wait time before, you know, from when you pay to when you can possibly even see these figures in your hand because they only make whatever they sell. So if if G.I. Joe goes up for pre-order and they sell 100, 
G.I. Joe figures. Only 100 get put into production. And then you're, you're done. You're supposed to be done. But the fact of the matter is, like, it takes so fucking long. I've had, I've had four series of Thundercats pre-ordered. Only the, the first one do I have in hand. And even that, I've had in my hands for since, like, October, November. And Wave 2 hasn't even shipped yet. That's so crazy. Yet I they've had <laughs> 2, 3, and 4 had been up for pre-orders already. You know, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers have ultimate figures coming out from Super 7. And even those feels like it's been almost a year. I think they were supposed to come out by next month. But, I mean, there's been no updates with that as far as I can tell. What is it that's making this? Like, why, why is that? Why does every other place, you know, I get it in six months, three months. Why is this a year for pretty much for everything? So, I think the main thing is, is like Super 7 is not Mattel. They're not Hasbro. They're not ordering a million figures where they're the the priority for the factory making them. You know what I mean? Sure. Like so they're they ordering the backboard burner. Yeah, because like even they they're the ones who put out the New Japan Ultimate figures recently, mm. and those took forever to come out. And then all of a sudden it was just like, hey, well they're finally here, but it takes time because you know let. Let's say hypothetically, how many people are buying a Tanahashi ultimate figure? They they're kind of pricey. You're looking at probably what are they? Fifty bucks a figure at this point. I think the um, the GI Joe ones are like fifty five a figure. So, you know, yeah, they're great. They're great figures, but at that price point, you're really limiting limiting. How many people can afford to jump into this game? They do Ninja Turtles. They've got Silverhawks now, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, New Japan. They had He-Man for a while before Mattel pulled the license back. And now Mattel's putting out Masters of the Universe Origins, which are really just an ode to the classic 80s figures. And now we've got new Masters of the Universe Masterverse figures that are here to accompany the new series, Gomez, which starts Friday. This coming Friday on Netflix. Which uh, I can pretty much guarantee you that I am a little bit fired up about. I was I was definitely gonna ask, are you excited? Because I know we've uh, we've talked about it before. It looks good. It looks like we got a good heat man coming out here. Gomez, am I excited? Am I am I ex- <laughs> feel these nipples? <laughs> my goodness, cut glass with those things, Poppy. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Now, I was not excited on the announcement when I heard that Kevin Smith was the showrunner. Of course, yes, of course. You hear Kevin Smith, you're like, what kind of fucking He-Man? Is this another Thundercats <laughs> Raw? What are we doing here? Snoochie boochie, skeletonoochies. Now I do want to see that though. I do. I wish there was one episode. Like but the that. thing is, a lot of people were really excited. They're like, "Oh, Kevin Smith," and then like at PowerCon, he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I grew up a He-Man fan. I love it." Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, all this video and all these interviews and podcasts that he's done have resurfaced, where he's like, "Bro, I didn't give a shit about He-Man. I, I wasn't a I wasn't a <laughs> I He-Man guy. Like I, I love it." The internet never forgets, bro. No, and, you know, like, you're just hoping that there are enough people involved in the project that 
know He-Man, know the mythos, are are familiar enough with the lore, and I'm sure there is, because all of these projects nowadays are done and made by people who grew up and have the utmost respect. Voltron before that was really good, and I don't doubt that the He-Man series will be good. Even the new Transformers, which is on Netflix, and it hasn't gotten a lot of love. I haven't heard shit about Transformers on Netflix. Wow, I'll have to check that out. There's been two installments so far. They're doing it as a trilogy. A trilogy of installments. They're calling them chapters. So chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Chapter one, I think, was awesome, like phenomenal. It's the, I think they're one. I want to say there's six episodes each. Um, but I thought chapter one was incredible. Chapter two was not as like, I still liked it, but not to the level that I liked chapter one. When they announced yes, the new when, He-Man, when they announced they're doing a, a how new close He-Man do show? you want it to be how to the old He-Man? Do you want like it I know, to obviously, you want it to, to that like, old He-Man. Uh, follow some or do you want them to have to take the ball and let's try something? Let's go for it. Let's do something crazy with it. How does that work for you? Um, kind of a little column A, a little column B, if that makes sense. Sure, I totally get to be that. Close, I yes, be, new, but be respectful to the original. Don't like make it out to be a joke, but feel free to take these characters in new directions, which I, which is exactly what I think the She-Ra series did perfectly. They were respectful enough to the lore of She-Ra where it wasn't like, oh, oh, this is garbage. Uh, but they took these characters who very much, like in the original series, were very bland to an extent. Every Everyone was kind of the same, except this one was a mermaid and this one was a frost princess. And um, But they yes. made, they made yeah, the characters yeah. very distinct. They all had their personalities, their idiosyncrasies, their quirks. And because of that, they were able to build this universe where you felt immersed in it. And I think they did a really, really good job with that. And that's really what I would just like to see with He-Man. You can give me the same people, keep the the heart of who they are to be, but feel free to expand upon them and their stories. Now, there's another He-Man show coming out. Um, do we know now, anything uh, about that? Have we seen anything? Um, I want to say we saw... Oh, we just saw the designs, right? I think that's what it was. Designs, yeah. That one is going to be very, uh, mar- uh, very pointed at children. That's supposed to be a genuine kid show, whereas this one coming out right now is more supposed to be. Kevin Smith had described it as a continuation of the original filmation series, but by watching the trailer, and this has caused a lot of backlash oh. on the internet, it <laughs> looks always, to be. Something. Oh my god, you know how it is. Like, I watched it, and I was going, holy shit, this is great. I can't wait. I'm, like, really excited for this. And then the internet saw it and said, oh, is this supposed to be He-Man and the Masters of the Universe or Tila and the Masters of the Universe? And then then here come the, the social justice warriors going, ugh, I hate this black woman character they have here because now we have to be all woke. And it's like... Yo, this is like you literally know nothing about this character because she was created for this series. Like, I only know her name because I've looked it up and been like, yo, who is this? And been like, oh, this is a new character that they created. And and people are already going nuts about it because 
God forbid a black woman exists on Eternia, apparently. <laughs> Anytime. There's no blacks in space, Joe. They don't belong in Star Wars. Yeah. man You're crazy. Well, that was the same thing with She-Ra. Oh, they really upped the gayness on this. And, like, Gomez, do you think of me as, like, a paragon of acceptance or, like... <laughs> no, I don't. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, I'm a bad person. I don't think I am. But at this point, like, are there still people in the world who have never met a gay person at this point? I mean, there might be, honestly. There's, there, you know, I'm, well, hold on. They've, they've met a gay person, but they didn't know that person was gay, I, I would say. I, I, could, I could see it. Bro, there's people that still, you know, don't have high-speed internet, still dial up and shit, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it boggles my mind that we're, like, yeah. in 2021, we're still having yeah. to deal with people who are like, Oh, how dare we have a gay character? Like, I, I don't know. Like, and I didn't think that She-Ra was, like, preachy about it by any means. Like, it was definitely there. It's not like it's not like it was unnoticeable. Sure. Like, yeah, it was a part of the show. Yeah. But I never felt like it was forced or stuck in just for, just for, like, just to have it. Like, it... It was written into the show, was written as part of the show, and it was a major, major part of the show where it just existed, and it was fine. So that's He-Man dropping on Netflix July 23rd. I'm going to watch a couple episodes so we can talk about it on the show coming up. Oh, I'm excited, and let's not forget that this September, and we're going to try it again, Gomez. All the He-Man Second con, verse. Right? <laughs> PowerCon, Anaheim, California. It will be my 40th birthday. I love it. That's an awesome way to celebrate your birthday. And I was talking to Robert Rudman, who is the... Who uh, that? He is the guy who writes the bios and the... the uh, like the words on the back of the cardbacks. The okay. copy. He's the copywriter. He write he he makes up what goes on the back, or someone tells him what to write. Well, he he writes it himself, and he writes the new mini comics that come packed with the That's toys. Awesome. He also does that for the W uh, Masters of the WWE Universe line that are that is the wrestlers as He Man characters. I can't believe that's still going on. That's like, yep. How many things did they do? Four uh, of them. I, we are up to wave five. Wave Crazy. six. Wave six is coming out soon. It has already been revealed. Which was going to be Sergeant Slaughter as Man at Arms, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart as Triclops, Andre the Giant as too. Titus, and I'm trying to remember who the fourth one was, but it just uh, slipped off the top of my head. That one was actually revealed a while ago. So when they first announced those toys, did you think there'd be fucking six waves of them? Get out of here! That's I'll, crazy. I'll tell you what, I haven't. When they first came out, I was super like, why in the God's name do we need these? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, what at is all. This? I, I was buying them out of FOMO because I found Wave 1 at Walmart because they're all Walmart exclusives. And I just happened to find the whole first wave at the store and I picked it up and I was like, oh, I fucking hate this. I hate this. But I, I figure it's the kind of thing that I look at and I'm like, 
you know, five years from now, ten years from now, I'm going to want this. And so I've been buying it the whole way through. And I've done, with the last two waves, obviously, I've done unboxing streams with Ravishing Robert from Mattel and Smart Mark Sterling from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast on the Major Pods uh, Twitch channel. And you can even watch those both on YouTube. So you go to youtube.com slash Major Pod Network and watch those unboxing videos for the last two waves of that, Wave uh, 4 and Wave 5. That's cool. The uh, unboxing stuff is always fun. And, and, and that was the thing that did it for me was once I opened the first uh, unboxing video we did, I opened them up and I've had them in my hands for the first time. And it was like, you know, these are kind of cool. Like I was really, I had the Roddy Piper one, especially I was like really ready to hate it. I wanted to hate it. And then I got it in my hands and I'm looking at the face sculpt and just, I'm like, this is a cool Roddy Piper, uh, you know, and then and I'm looking at the face sculpt and just I'm like, this is a cool Roddy Piper, uh, you know, and then Ricky, uh, Ricky Steamboat as Dragon Blaster Skeletor with the little toy dragon hanging on his shoulder. And they did like the dragon dragon, not like regular wrestler Ricky Steamboat. They did like 1992 coming back to the WWF breathing fire Ricky Steamboat. So, like, it's so toyetic. It's such a cool figure. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm li- I actually like these figures now. What am I going to do? Like, I- I'm a hypocrite. I get it. So that T-Man drop in Friday, another show that's uh, dropping new episodes. Ted Lasso is back for season two. Uh, Joe, are you on this uh, Ted Lasso bandwagon? No, I need someone to explain Ted Lasso to me because I know of it. I know he's like, what, like an American who's in England as a soccer coach or something? Yeah. He's uh, a football coach, American football coach, goes to England to coach a football soccer team. It's uh, it's like Major League, you know, be bad so they lose the team and shit like that. Yeah, and move it to Miami for, yes, and get luxury exactly suites. Exactly like that. <laughs> so I watched Ted Lasso. I got a Apple TV, and when you buy Apple products, they give you their services for free, Apple Arcade, Apple TV. So I had it for a year free, so I said, sure. Let me check out this Ted Lasso show. Let me see what this is all about. And uh, it's pretty good. I, I I really enjoyed it. It's funny. It's sweet. We watched it during the pandemic time. So maybe the sweetness of the show helped counteract the anger we were all feeling. Dealing with these stupid people we have to deal with. I am interested know? because I, I like it's Jason Sudeikis, right? Yes. I, I mean, I like him in everything. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to say, like, he's, like, my favorite actor or anything, but I can't think of anything he's been in that I've seen and was like, oh, fuck this guy or fuck, like, this movie or show or whatever. Definitely. I uh, I think he's good and, in everything. And I hear so many good things about it, but I, I haven't really just put in the time to, like, go check it out. So maybe that's something I, sh- I need to do um, because, I mean, if you're telling me it's good, I, I trust you, Snake Man. Oh, yes. Bury me.
the best. Now, Gomez, if you do remember, about a year and change ago during the pandemic, I discovered a show that was so, like, it instantly fucking attached itself to my heart. And that was also on Netflix. It was called Love is Blind. Oh, yes. I remember that, of course. That was your jam. And I I applied to be on season two. I'm oh. still... I'm still waiting. Oh, no. Still waiting to be contacted by the producers of Love is Blind. But listen, I'll wait I'll wait forever if needs be. Is season two a thing that's happening? Like, are we... So, I don't know. I, I, I've yet to hear anything about season two. But they do have, like, a... Like a uh, after the season one like refresher like oh okay um that's, it's coming back yes so they're bringing back all the couples and it's gonna be like a reunion episode and we're gonna get updates and I'm really excited about that. Do you watch that show where they dress up like furries and go on fucking dates and shit like with full fucking makeup? No, I I heard about it. So many people oh, tagged man. me in it when it was like announced. They're like, yo, this show is right up your alley. And I, I said to all those people who said this, I said, let me, yo, let me tell you something. You're not you wrong. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, have, you're, you have come to the right target audience for this. The trailer's crazy. It fucking looks like Zoobly Zoo on dates. The outfits are wild. Like four hours of makeup to go on a fucking date. This is a crazy show. Uh, I'm gonna have to check it out. Is it, has that actually been released yet? I think it has, but I don't see anyone talking about it. Right? Wouldn't people talk about this crazy ass show? Exactly. Like that. That's why. Like, cause I'll be honest. As as much as I like to think I have my fingers on the pulse of things, and for for a lot of things I do too much. There are so many things because there's just such an abundance of content. Yep. Exactly. Between. Uh, Disney Plus with whatever new Marvel show they're putting out. Uh, Netflix coming out with new He-Man. Super 7 dropping G.I. Joe toys. There's so many things I'm interested in that I want to know about. But it's just so hard to keep up with everything. So a lot of times, it's just I kind of need someone to give me the nudge and push me in the direction of of new content that I need to check out. And I feel like that's going to be the case. If that show has already come out, then I need to be nudged. Someone tell me where to get it. Have you been watching Rick and Morty? I watched like the first episode, maybe the second one. And I just, after that, I just haven't watched it. I haven't. I, um, I knew it came out. I've been hearing mixed things, but I haven't really just like been in the mindset to like sit down and go watch these episodes. Yeah, I watched the first one, and it was good. I liked the idea, the story, you know, the the thing, and I enjoyed it. But for some reason, the, uh, you know, they're piling up on that DVR, and I'm just not hitting that play button. I don't know. Yeah, that was with with Justin Roiland's other show, Solar Opposites, has, has a second season out on Hulu. And you and I watched the first season. We talked about it on a previous episode. If you go back into the archives and check it out. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I didn't feel like, with, with that show, I didn't feel like I needed a second season. For the most part, I didn't no. feel like I needed a first season. Yeah, exactly. We liked it. It was okay. But it wasn't anything we needed No, to it was nothing that, like, really, uh, you know, grabbed hold of me. I think they're signed on for season three and four. So I Yikes. guess people are watching 
Or maybe it's just content, right? Just give us content. I think I was just about to say, like, that sounds more like, well, this is a guy who's had success. So we're just going to give him the opportunity to keep making something he wants to make. And because they that's that there's so many of these streaming services now, you know, that so much of the content has been split up. And now you see that even more so with Peacock and the WWE Network having everything moved over there. And everyone being unhappy about that and the way Peacock has been handling it. Um, so now all your NBC shows that you were watching on Netflix for, like over and over for the past six years, like you can't fall asleep to the office anymore unless you have a new subscription. Well, Netflix needs to get something to watch, make you watch again. We uh, did a Marvel rewatch and after that, it's like, let's watch a show. And it's like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. I, do I want a comedy, serious, murder mystery? Like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of choices. It's it's funny. We complain that there's too much, but, I mean, there's, there's just too much. I don't know what to do. Oh. Yeah, uh, for me, um, what I've been using to fall asleep lately has been Arrested Development. Um, But, like, I've seen it so much, and... There's very limited... I feel like Arrested Development was like the Sandy Koufax of sitcoms hmm. because it had a very short run, but its short run was fucking brilliant. But I I only count the first three seasons. The Netflix seasons do not count in my head. So whenever I get to the point where it's about to slip into season four, I stop it and go right back to season one. Oh, hell yeah. Those first three seasons are the best. Season four... Uh, I think I started it, never finished, and I think there's a there's a season five, right? It's four and five, not six, right? Just five. I think there's been five. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I definitely didn't watch five. Get it. I don't think I ever finished season five. I didn't want the show to end, but it ended great. It was good. I didn't want it to end, but it did, and they were able to wrap it up, and I was I was at least okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the show was so great, but. We don't talk about it like we talk about The Office, Parks and Recs. It hurt its legacy. Season 4 and 5 hurt that legacy. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, and I think I think it hurts the rewatch value for a lot of people too because they know how bad those two seasons are. So why do you like do you really want to subject yourself to two seasons of just bad television? Cuz that's what it is. It is bad. Do Office people rewatch those last two seasons? Like are they like, you know, woo? I I know I know I don't I know I don't I still haven't seen it so I don't know like I don't want to see uh I don't want to see Robert California and I don't want to see whatever the fuck Will Ferrell's character was named um like the the middle seasons of that show are terrific but even now looking back I find myself more annoyed by some of the characters and their traits and I think really the show should have ended when Jim and Pam got married because after that it to me it became insufferable. Yeah, I'm with you. I Yeah. I Hashtag hot take. <laughs> Is it? No, but like you know it's it's almost become like illegal to say something bad about the office cuz so many people just fucking swear by it. Um and honestly like yeah, it's good. And and when it's real and when it's good, it's real good, you know? Like there's like some of those episodes, some of those seasons start to finish are just 
absolutely incredible. But there's a lot of bad in there, too. There's a good amount of bad in The Office. Is The Office in syndication? Because, like, I don't feel like I see it. Like, I see all these other shows. Like, it's on Channel 5, Channel... Like, I don't... Is it is it on somewhere? What channel? The Office has, has like, a marathon on Comedy Central, I think, every day. Oh, that's why. Comedy Central, I... I I never go to Comedy Central. TBS, TNT, I at least browse through. Comedy Central, I don't even know where that mm-hmm. channel is. No, whenever I'm in a hotel, um, it just so happens, like, when I'm looking through, like, the TV guide channel, whatever, um, I always feel like there's an office marathon on Comedy Central. I really, I'm trying to think. I can't think of the last time I turned on my TV to Comedy Central. I don't know. I don't know what else is on there that you would need to. I'm thinking maybe one time I saw like Half Baked was on, like oh let me turn on Half Baked, you know, put that shit on. But that's really yeah, half like if I see Half Baked on, that's one of those movies I'll always stop on. But like as far as like new content, like I I can't name one show besides South Park and The Daily Show. What else? I I I honestly can't tell you. I think that, when I get uh, done with this, I'm gonna turn on that guide and see what the hell is on Comedy Central because. I have no fucking. We got so off track in last week's episode, and we had so many people jumping on with us, which was like so cool. I mean, I mean, it happens. What are we gonna do? We gotta stop what we're doing to stay on course. There are times where we just let this show get out of control, and I think those are actually some of our better episodes uh, from an entertainment standpoint. But uh, did you catch the end of Loki? On yes, Disney Plus, I did. Of course, I was uh, following every week. Big fan. Are you? Happy with the finale of it? Yes, because basically I knew I knew what the show was setting up, basically setting up the uh, MCU. So I was very interested to see how they were getting there. Um, I get a casual fan might not be into what happened. Yeah, I mean the main villain doesn't even have a name, and he does a lot of talking. You know, so. Yes. I totally get people not liking it. There's no action. The only action is what? Two minute fight between the two main characters that you know nothing is going to happen, obviously. So I get that. But I think as a Marvel fan, I I think it's exciting. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. But uh, yeah, I was a big fan. Uh, I assume you liked it too. I enjoyed the series enough. Where I'd be excited to watch a season two just because I think Tom Hiddleston is so good, like, and charismatic. Like, he's just a great actor, and it's like this role was made for him. And and we've said this a, a billion times in the past. Marvel really, when it comes to casting, they have knocked it out of the park on, what, 99% of their cast decisions? Killing it. They kill it with their casting. You know, and and that is what has made Marvel the juggernaut it is. You know, starting with Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. But, like, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Like, I'd never heard of Tom Hiddleston before. I know he's, like, an accomplished actor. Yeah, the two of them in Thor. Chris Hemsworth wasn't shit, but uh, they gave him a shot. And hell yeah, paid off. Cause what did they have to lose, right? They were trying something crazy. It was never gonna work. Yeah, ah. and I mean he's become, I mean he's basically the best villain that they've created. I, like maybe Thanos sure. at this yeah. point, but there was a while where Marvel remember they couldn't they couldn't write for villains for a while. 
I saw an interview he did recently where he said he will uh, keep doing Loki as long as they will keep him around. So that's pretty awesome to hear because these people do. They, they want to run away. Why? Don't run away. I appreciate that because when you get to a certain point and you've done the same thing so many times, I don't hold it against anyone who says, eh, kind of been there, done that. Sure. You know, I'm ready to do something new. But I appreciate someone who's like, hey, I make a lot of money doing this, and it's still fun for me, so I'm going to keep doing it. Like, cool. Thank you, Tom Hiddleston. I think it's crazy to leave this kind of thing, you know, to keep printing them checks. Like, what are we doing? And Marvel has shown that they do different things. So Loki's totally different in, like, four different things that we've seen him in. Yes. It keeps the character fresh, and now with the multiverse, it's like now I could play a Loki from a world that plays it like this and something like this. That sounds fun like an actor. And the paychecks, of course, will always help those decisions. I think it's great, and I think having Disney Plus now and these available opportunities to create new content for Disney Plus within the Marvel Universe is actually really cool. And we saw it in WandaVision. Um, and, like, we've spoken about WandaVision, like, ad nauseum. But so that was, like, the first real big departure from the typical Marvel fair. And a lot of people, I felt like, didn't know how to handle that. It was so weird. So I totally get it. Those, it it's so weird. But at the same time, like, I know you and I both love the shit out of it. Yeah. But I, I love comics. And the best thing about comics is... Every comic comes with a different interpretation of the character. So I love that kind of shit. And so WandaVision was my shit. Exactly. And and we did get our our bit of Marvel regularity with Black Widow. 100%. Black Widow was a Marvel movie. The ending, I mean, just things exploded in the sky. Every movie with the exploding in the yes. sky. It's just... Uh, but, you know, it wasn't bad. It's just, yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting Loki to get a season two. That was interesting. I figure this is just setting up. Neither was I. I, I thought know, it was kind of there the, just to be a bridge stuff. to the next phase. of. One of the most interesting things that I'm wondering with season two is how does this work with the timeline? Because where is the season going to fall? Because the this guy... He's the main character in Ant-Man. Oh, well, we know now. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not really spoilery because they announced the casting, so we know this months ago. With Marvel, I don't really... I, I, I just don't go looking for the news because I there's there feels like there's always some kind of Marvel news drop. No, I get it. There's so much shit always happen in the Marvel. Yeah, so exactly. Me, I understand. Plus, what would the news of, of a casting a character in Ant-Man's uh, third movie... I mean, you would have forgotten by now, and please. So I get it. But uh, it's exciting to see. Is he going to show up beforehand? Is he going to be the big, bad Thanos-type villain? Oh, baby, Marvel is back. I'm so excited. Woo! And movies are back. We're starting to go back to the movies. I've been a couple times now to the movies since, like, uh, I think with Fast and the Furious was the first movie I had been to since, I think, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, baby, what a great so, movie to come back to. Woo! Oh, I mean, listen, I will watch the next hundred Fast and the Furious movies. If they want to keep making them, I will continue to see Did them. Did you see The Rock came out? It's like, I'm not coming back, kiss my ass. Yes! Uh, 
I, I assume at some point there was going to be like a big reconciliation. I think we could still get that. I think in the last one, even if they do some bullshit where they're not actually together. But come on, Vin Diesel. Stop, such a punk, man. We want The Rock. He's the best hobby. I know. Just, But then, then again, The Rock has his own production company. Like, the, I'd be shocked if the man ever sleeps. So Definitely not. Yes, Fast and the Furious is a huge franchise, and it probably legitimized him as, like, a huge action star. Sure. But at the same time, like, The Rock writes his own fucking ticket at this point. Like, he don't have to do anything he don't feel like doing. It's true. I, I, I would think The Rock can make what he wants to make. It ain't going to be good most of the time, but it's going to be a fun time. You're going to have fun. Everyone's going to have fun. Yo, he's going to make that fucking Jungle Cruise movie. Fucking Jungle Cruise. Like, I have... I have never met anyone who has gone to Disney World and been like, yo, picture it, Jungle, Jungle Cruise, Cruise. <laughs> but a fucking movie, but a fucking movie. Even the ride. <laughs> I have never met that person, but you know what? I, you got to be out there somewhere. There's always one. And Godspeed to you for finally getting God the bless. movie that you've waited your entire life for. Representation matters. Hey, you never know. It might be good. Jumanji was a lot of fun. We enjoyed that. But you know what? I have to say, I'm going to see it because I feel like The Rock always delivers. Of course. Might not be good, but it will be a good time. I think it's also on Disney Plus, which always helps. So, yeah, a good time. Sit back, relax. I'll yeah. see it. Yo, like I said before, not everything needs to be fucking Citizen Kane. Sometimes I just want to go and laugh. Sometimes I want to go and just see shit blow up. And I'm okay with that. Blowing shit up is the best. It's the American way, bro. Ooh, look at the time, Joseph. My goodness. I think it's time to wrap this son of a bitch up. And you know what we do when we wrap this son of a bitch up? There's only one way to wrap things up, Gomez. Let's hit some music. It is now time for the big Finish! Alright, Joseph. It's big finish time. I am excited. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what we got today. Today's big finish. Top three predictions that we have made on this show. <laughs> we talk a lot of shit on this show, Joe. We coming with the hot takes. Yes. So be the hot take key. Here we go. Man, let me think. I mean, I feel like I'm always right, so it's kind of hard right I now. I mean, I had that really good one that is very topical today. But remember about a year ago, I said, I guarantee that Jeff Bezos from Amazon would go to space in lieu of actually paying his employees a living wage. Now, that's a good joke, because when you said it, it, it was great. Running away to space to avoid paying people? Of course that scumbag would do that. Joe, if you know the rocket is safe, would you do this? Would you take that 11-minute ride into outer space? Not only would I go, Gomez, because uh, remember, if, if there's anything about me, as a young man, Young Joe loved dinosaurs and space. Who didn't? So, I would 100% go to space, especially 
after seeing Fast and the Furious 9, where Luda and, and Tyrese go to space. Yes, they joked about it for years, but they made it happen. Remember when the Knicks signed Julius Randle? Unbelievable. And I said, Joe, this might sound crazy, but Julius Randle is going to be the king of New York. He laughed at me, but I knew it. And look at us now. Woo, the playoffs, baby. The New York Knicks are back. Woo, I love it. Who would have thought this guy did? That's who thought. Right here, bro. I mean, I had that one where I said uh, Donald Trump was going to incite an insurrection at the Capitol to try to reclaim the election that everybody knew he lost. But, I mean, I was just joking at the time. But Bro, I know. I, even I thought that was too much. I was like, bro, I know we all hate this fucking piece of shit, but there's no way anything like that is going to happen. <laughs> Boy, egg on my face, huh? <laughs> I, hey, Gomez, God. you know what? Sometimes the the making hot takes and whether you, or not you agree with them, sometimes it just comes back to bite you. And this was one of those times. Remember when I had that dream? And I was like, Joe, I know you're not going to believe it. But, bro, I had a dream. We need to push all our money into GameStop stocks. Remember that shit? I, I, it was crazy. <laughs> like... Why would I do that? Fuck GameStop. But, I mean, it was a dream. I had to. And my reaction, my reaction was literally the exact same as yours for my last prediction. Because I was like, Gomez, if there's one thing I know, I like to think of myself as the facilitator of finances. And I was at no point saying, you know what stock I need in my portfolio? GameStop. <laughs> I know. It made no sense. I fucking hate GameStop. I would never. But it was a dream. How could I go against the dream? And now look at me. Diamond heads, baby. <laughs> Staying strong. And my third best prediction, Gomez, I'm sure you remember about 15 months ago, I, I sat there. With you getting moderately intoxicated, and I said, Gomez, one day I'm going to be in a beer commercial. And not just any beer commercial, but a commercial for America's greatest beer, Pabst Blue Ribbon, PBR. I'm going to be in a commercial for these guys. And lo and behold, just a year later, here I am. I'm not going to lie. That commercial needed a lot more of you. Come on, man. Put my double main man in that goddamn commercial. What are we doing? I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to call myself a legend. The last thing I thought of was... uh, Remember I made you watch that movie, Parasite? And you were like, why why would you make me watch this fucking movie? And I was like, bro, this movie's great. (laughs) And I just got to feel it. This is going to be the first foreign film to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. I don't know why. It's about motherfuckers living in the war, but something about yes. it. I don't know. Ha! Look at it. I fucking nailed it. Woo! I know my shit. Yeah, you, you certainly do. And honestly, I just thought it was a ripoff of that classic Married with Children episode where Bob Rooney <laughs> from the No Man Group gets locked in the wall inside Al's house. You know, we talked about it in our uh, group chat. Al Bundy uh, kind of complained about stupid shit, right? He he had a good life. Like, 
He complained for no reason. What the fuck, bro? You know, we were talking about this, and it's it's something. I don't want to say it's something I've like spent a lot of time thinking on. Maybe we should uh, mm. do like a married with children retrospective at some sure. point because, like, uh, certainly enough time has passed, and both Ed O'Neill and uh, Katie Segal are probably best thought of for different things now. When at that time, I mean, they were Al and Peg Bundy, hundred percent. But yes, my goodness. Al Bundy, forget about it. This guy is 100% the dad from Modern Family, which is crazy. Yeah. Two big sitcoms like that? Amazing. Well, and Katie Seagal, I would say, is is probably best known for Sons of Anarchy at this point. Yes, maybe even uh, the voice of Leela, Futurama. Uh, and I was going to say, and she's been the voice of Leela on Futurama. So, I mean, the two of them, and even Christina Applegate has, has killed it. She's had numerous movie roles. She had her own uh, uh, sitcom after Married with Children. I mean, she's had work, you know? Like, what more do you want? And don't so forget the, about David Foster. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, he's, he's showing up at a chiller convention near you. I love it. What David Faustino, right? That was that's his name. David Faustino. Okay, I knew it. <laughs> I'm not a troll. I'm a boy, you idiot. <laughs> but yeah, we were we were talking about how Al Bundy, for all like people picked on him, he had a pretty nice sized house, two kids who became three kids later on with the addition of seven. Yeah. Uh, he had a car. He was able to pay for all this on a shoe salesman's salary because his yes. wife didn't work. I mean. Maybe things weren't all that bad. Maybe we maybe we judged him a little too hard. Oh no, my wife wants to suck my dick again. Oh no, what am I going to do? This is awful. Why are you complaining, Al? Your wife is horned up and wants to be with you. Sounds good to me. I mean, come on. It's crazy. Fucking yeah. I think uh I think we should watch some of that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. You know what? I think that's going to be my new go-to-bed show. The entire run of Married with Children is up on Hulu for streaming oh, purposes. So I think uh, I'm, you know what, going to go back into the archives and watch some Married with Children tonight. I think I'll do that too. Let's see if Al has a right to complain about this terrible, terrible life that he has. Because I think he's full of shit. Just complaining to complain. What are you doing? So let, let's do a thing. We'll, um, you wanna, we'll start from season one. And maybe every week going forward, we could do just a, a brief couple of minute update on where we are at Married with Children and how we think Al's life is going. I love it. That's good. We'll do a little update every week. Let you know. Is he deserving of this? Good. So that'll be for next week. But in the meantime, remember to follow us on all the socials at Card Jomez. You can follow me on the socials at The Joe Shoes. Um. The Gomez154 on the Twitter. And remember to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Get us out there because the Car Jomez podcast is taking over the digital world. We are coming at you, especially after the past year and a half that we've had with just the craziest shit you've ever heard. Like I said, go back into the archives and listen to the past, I don't know, 54 episodes. Uh, we're going to keep them coming. And this is, it's just, it's just so good to be in a space where I feel safe. That's right, baby. Call us ludicrous. Cause we coming for that number one spot <laughs> next week. We're going to have a lot of fun. 
Until then, Joseph. And that's the way the news goes. Peace. One, two.